the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. In addition to taking care of one another inside the church, what if we developed a lifestyle of taking care of the most needy outside the walls of the church? How would that change the community and our city? Bob Moffat, president and founder of Harvest Foundation in Phoenix, along with Pastor Julian Gibb, talk with pastors and leaders about how sacrificial love by those in the church to those in need outside the church has helped people see and embrace Jesus Christ. It's that demonstration of Jesus' greatest commandment that we'll hear more about today on The Kingdom and Its Stories. Welcome to this edition of The Kingdom and Its Stories. Delighted to have you with us today. And and I just want to remind you that the purpose of uh, this broadcast is not to, to bring praise to the people that we interview. It's to stimulate your thinking about how you can better be Jesus' hands and feet in your life, whatever it is that God has called you to do. And today we have the privilege of having with us Jacob Stevens. Jacob, welcome. It's good to have you with us. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we're we're delighted to have you. Jacob, you're a student. Where are you going to school? I am attending Arizona Christian University. I'm currently a senior. And so, you're majoring in what? Business administration with an emphasis in entrepreneurship. Okay, good. We need more <laughs> more guys like you. More guys and gals. Okay. Mm. Um, Jacob, uh, so that we have a little bit of understanding about who you are, give us an elevator speech and, and tell us who you are. Who's Jacob Stevens? All right, all right. Well, I, Jacob Stevens, am a believer and follower of Christ. I was born in Tucson, Arizona. I have five siblings, two older sisters, younger sister, two younger brothers, um, two parents who have been happily married for coming up on 30 years. Okay, good. Um, I grew up in a Christian family. I grew up in the church. Uh, I was baptized when I was seven years old, so that was very exciting. Um, so I've always had these awesome influences in my life. I've had great parents, a great pastor, great youth leaders. Um, but coming around, getting into middle school, getting into high school, I started to notice that something was something was missing in my life. And I was, you know, I was going through the motions. I was going through, you know, I was going to church. I was going to youth group. I was doing all the things that you were supposed to do. Um, but I'd I'd realized just something didn't feel right. And I tried to I tried to fulfill that with. Anything you can imagine. I try to just drown it out with pleasure, just following all my desires. I try to drown it out with philosophy, with politics, with any anything I could get my hands on. And I just, I just noticed that there was just something in my life that was missing that none of these worldly pursuits could really fill. And as I got through high school, I graduated and started going to school. I realized, oh my gosh, that thing that I'm missing, that thing that I'd been not so present in my life, or at least I thought wasn't so present in my life, was Jesus. 
And mm. I realized that, hey, I'm trying to pursue all these things. I'm running all these different ways. But really, I need to anchor my life in a relationship with Jesus. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's my kind of elevator um, testimony. It's, you know, I grew up in the church, great influences, but that personal relationship with Jesus is, that's what it's all about. That's that's the end all be all. So yeah, Jacob, how? What are what are some particulars of of how that happened? I mean, what was it that you know that made you that began to help you realize that? Well, I believe growing up in the church, I think this is very common for people my age. Is when you grow up with all these Christian influences, you kind of just take it for granted. You just say, "Oh, I'm a Christian because I go to church. I my family does this," and you it kind of goes unquestioned for a while. And I think during that part of my life where I start becoming more independent and I start um, becoming my own person and I can make these decisions, I start to realize that, hey, this is this faith is very important, but it's it's my faith and it's not my, I'm not, I shouldn't be doing it because, oh, my family does this, oh, my friends do this. But I, I think around that time, I realized, hey, I need this relationship with Jesus. Like, like I was saying, I was, you know, I was showing up to all the things. I was going to church. I was going to youth group, but I had realized that this. Um, excuse me. Sorry. I that personal relationship with Jesus. That's that's what it was, and that it's even my family was doing all this stuff. My friends were doing all this stuff, but I personally needed to pursue Jesus for His own okay. sake. Okay, so how how has that worked out? You know, so when you started to realize that and focus more on following him, um, how is how is that working out in in your as a student and your non student life? Mm. Excuse me. It's working really well. It's crazy. Who would have thought? Um, the more you follow Jesus, um, and the closer you get to Jesus, your life gets better. Crazy how that works. But I've <laughs> I've noticed that life is really difficult, right? There's a lot of struggles. Everyone goes through all these all these things. There's all these trials, tribulations. That's my big word of the day. And when I try to when I try to take care of that, or when I ignore it by pursuing worldly things, obviously. Hey, surprise, surprise, it doesn't work out. But when I'm going to God, when I'm seeking him in prayer, when I'm in the word, I'm reading my Bible, I have – it's that that peace that is beyond all understanding, right, that the, the world can't okay. explain. Yes. And our only explanation is this is Jesus. This is the Holy Spirit inside of us. And, and I'm not saying that I'm a perfect Christian. I'm far from it. Obviously, we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But in those times where – life is tough. There's a lot of things I'm struggling with. Um, Jesus has always been there for me. And okay. sometimes I've gone to him, sometimes I haven't, but he's he's been there regardless. Okay. Now, what you've been describing is an internal relationship with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Okay. So tell us about how it's working um, in your relationship to him to actually be Jesus' hands and feet in the lives of others. Okay. Well, how about I – excuse me. I'm sorry. Could you repeat that, please? <laughs> yeah. How is it working itself out in terms of how you are – or how Christ is impacting the lives of others through you? Mm. Well, it is 
it is also going really well. Because when obviously when we pursue Jesus, we're in prayer, we're in the Word, and all that. It that pours over into the people around us, and even whether or not we we notice it or whether we see it right away, th- that affects other people. And I'd like to, if you don't mind, I'd like to tell a little story. Yes, but yeah. I am. Very recently, I'm, in, I'm involved with the youth ministry at my church, so I get to help with the, the middle school program, which is super fun, super frustrating, because I don't know if you've noticed, but middle school guys especially can be a little rowdy and kind of tough to work with. But, you, they still are? Yeah. <laughs> but okay. for, very recently, I, was, I went to a youth camp with my church, and I was a group leader, and I was... Well, I had a group of about 15 middle school age, you know, 12-year-old guys, and I was leading them through worship. They had uh, We had speakers coming in, and they were preaching, and we got small group time where we got to talk about the Bible, and we got to talk about Jesus. And I had, I had one kid in particular who was just kind of a troubled child. I'm not going to say his name, but he was just—all the discussions, he was very distracting. He was very—he didn't seem like he was paying attention. He didn't seem to care, and it was— it was very discouraging because we were going through this weekend, and I'm just I, I'm I want to I want to share this this hope and this this relationship with Jesus. I want to share that with these these guys, and it didn't. Uh, I personally didn't feel like it was landing that well. So we get to the the very last night, like the very last uh, our last little small group time before we go back into the real world, and we're all just talking, and this this guy this this little dude that. I didn't think was paying attention. I didn't think he. I didn't think he cared. He's sitting there and he says, "You know, up to this point, I felt like I had had a very lukewarm relationship with Jesus, and my faith was very lukewarm. But after tonight, after this trip, I feel on fire for Jesus." And that was so cool because that well, that was a hundred percent the Holy Spirit because <clears throat> that's it's a. Uh, I do my I try to do my part but really it's all God. But this kid who I I didn't think he was paying attention, I didn't think he was listening, I didn't think he cared. He all those things did influence him and God was able to use all of that to work in his life and to work in his heart and he ended up acknowledging that hey, I want this deeper relationship with Jesus. I want to pursue him more. I want to be in his word. And that was such an awesome moment. Um, because first it was, I, I know it wasn't me. I know it was all God, but it was so cool to be even just the tiniest bit, a part of all that. Right. So. Yeah. I think that, um, the, your story reminds me of research that's been done about the time in life when most, most young people make decisions about the future is in junior high school about mm. that age. And so um, it's really interesting to to think about uh, how you felt that this young man wasn't hearing, but he was not only hearing, um, it mm. impacted his life. And we will never know, you know, what God will do through him mm. for the kingdom. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, okay, tell us tell us some other stories of of how God is using you to impact other lives. Well, let me, here's a, here's another story. So this very recently about, 
about a year ago, I was working in fast food and I was working in a Chick-fil-A. And despite it being a Chick-fil-A, you know, the Lord's chicken, it has to be all Christian, right? I was working in the kitchen and I was working with, I was working with a lot of guys who very obviously were not pursuing their faith. Not to say that I was, you know, this, you know, this poster child of what Christianity should have looked like, but a lot of guys that were just very, very worldly. There was a lot of, a lot of cussing, a lot of swearing, a lot of joking about some messed up stuff. And you can, that environment was very difficult, right? Because I'm, I'm trying to go in and I want to be a, a representative, a diplomat for Jesus, right? And I was outnumbered. Um, and I had, so I was working there and I was working with all these guys and it had come, come up once in conversation that, oh yeah, I'm a, I'm a Christian. I go to church. I believe in Jesus and all this stuff. And similar to the last story, I had all these guys and I thought, oh, these guys don't, these guys don't care. They think that's, they think that's stupid, yada, 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 whatever. Cause I was, you know, in my own little world. Right. Um, but I had noticed that every now and then someone would make a, someone would make a comment about, hey, yeah, you, you go to church or I, that's interesting. Tell me about that. And I had, I had one coworker in particular who came up to me one time and he said, hey, you, you, you go to church. Um, my family doesn't, we sometimes go to church, but like, what is that? Why, why do you go to church? Tell me about all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I had the opportunity to share the gospel with this person. And it was a, like, it was not at all the person who I would have expected to come to me about this. It was, I, I had worked with this guy a lot. He was, again, very, very worldly, um, just very pursuing all these things that weren't good. He'd talked a lot about decisions he had made that were very unchristlike. But this guy was curious. And through all that time where I thought, you know, no one's noticing. It's I'm kind of in my own little world. No one is paying attention. They they were watching me, and they they yes. did get to see Christ through me, right. um, which praise to God, right? But he, I ended up getting to share the gospel with him because he was he was curious. He saw all that, and he was like, "I want to I want to know more about this." So good. So um, let me just ask you um, now. Uh, my guess is that he hasn't come to Christ. But you were able to share the gospel with him. Mm-hmm. So, what is your perspective, Jacob? On you know, let's say you're a witness, you're able to share the gospel, but you don't see results. So, if if you haven't seen what you really desire to see happen in his life, what's your perspective of that? Is that is that mm-hmm. is that enough? Um, is that success or is that part of the process or what, what, how do you, how do you see that? Well, I had, um, I actually had a conversation with this, with my, with my mother not too long ago. And she said something very interesting. She said that God works on his timing, not ours, um, which I believe, well, it's, it's super discouraging because we think of, we think of the, the gospels, like it's this lottery ticket. And once they get it, they should be like, Oh my gosh! Yes, this is this is everything I've ever needed because well, it is. But we often get discouraged because we'll share the gospel with someone and then it it won't get picked up right away. Or we we may minister to someone and never see the results of that. Um, but again, I had a conversation about this very fairly recently with a, a fellow member of my church too, 
And uh, he said something really interesting is that it's – we may minister to them now and not see it, but the seeds are still there because right, God called us weird. We're here to spread the seed, right? And then it's the work right, of right. the Holy Spirit to work in these people's lives. And we have to remember that God will put us there. He will give us a, an opportunity to minister to these people. But then it's his job to close the deal, if you will, right? Right, right, um, exactly. So I like to I like to think of it almost as our ministry, our influence on other people's lives for Christ is almost like an investment to where we will – it's not to where we just show up once and we say, Jesus loves you, and then boom, automatically they're into it, which happens sometimes. But it's an investment in a way that we will, we will pour into these people – and we'll, we'll share the gospel with them. We will talk to them about these things. And we may not see the results right away. But since, again, it's God's job, not ours, what we do is we just keep it up. We are consistent. We love on them the way Christ would love them. We continue to minister to them. And whether we end up seeing the final fruits of that. Well, that's not our responsibility. Is exactly. It? Exactly. It's up to him. That's up to the that's up to the Lord. That that that's I think so important. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we um, uh, move on, I want to uh, uh, just remind those who are watching and or listening that we're listening to the this series of the Kingdom and its stories, and we interview people who uh, who are sharing their testimony of how. God is using them mm-hmm. to be Jesus' hands and feet in their lives, whatever it is that they do. Mm-hmm. And Jacob uh, Stevens is with us today, and Jacob is a student at Arizona Christian University. He's a senior there and involved in a number of extracurricular activities as well as involved at his church. And we're just hearing from him about some of his experiences of allowing the Holy Spirit to use Jacob as Jesus' hands and feet in the lives of others. So, Jacob, do you have any other stories to tell us about how God has used you or is using you in the lives of others? Um, yeah, so let me, let me tell you this one. So I was working, last summer I was working a construction job, right? And this is very... If you want to talk about an environment that is not very conducive to being Christ-like, I can imagine. It's, yes. it's construction. It's which is, you know, we have these people from all over the place. It's a very dirty environment. A lot of swearing, a lot of smoking, a lot of drinking. And um, I had a someone I was working with on this site who I'd see very regularly, and I would, I was I was working with them a lot, and. I I just I got to spend time with them. I got to know them and I was you know, I didn't know a ton about their life, but I got to to learn about them, hear about where they're from and just hear about who they are. And I I thought I had a very good grasp of this person and I would obviously I would talk about Jesus. I'd talk about, yes, I'm a, you know, I'm a Christian. I go to church and I would I would try to drop little seeds here and there. And um they didn't seem very receptive to it, but you know, I knew it was just you kind of you keep it up, you keep going, see what happens. And um, one day I come to work, I show up to work, and this guy is not there. 
He just no-shows. No one knows where he is. And <clears throat> it was, I, you know, I was doing my thing. I was doing my job. But I noticed my bosses were a little concerned. They're like, hey, this, this guy isn't here. I think something's going on. And I end up, end of the day, we went through the whole day. He never showed up. He had, my bosses had sort of been in contact with him, but they didn't really know what was going on. Um, so one of my bosses, the superintendent, said, hey, I'm a, let's, let's go check in on this guy. He lives not too far away. Let's check in on him. So I, I went with my boss because I, you know, I, was, I was worried about this person. I was, I was concerned. Right. I cared about them. Yeah. And we show up to their house. And he he opens the door and we go in and it turns out he was this guy was very much he was struggling with um with alcoholism. Okay. I had never noticed that in talking to him or anything. But we show up there and you know, his his house is kind of a mess, there's junk everywhere, there's bottles everywhere. And we get to we sit down there and we just we talk with him and we're just hey, we're just I say we, it was mostly my boss. I was more of an observer, right? But he was talking and this crazy thing happened. I had I had known that my boss was a believer, right? I know that he was, you know, a follower of Christ. Right. And all that right. stuff. But then my boss just really started ministering to this guy. And instead of shaming him and saying, You you know, you sh- you shouldn't be doing this, you're you know, it's a, I can't believe you, what a mess. How do how do you end up like this? He was he was being very loving to this guy. And he was empathizing with him, him saying, "I've I've struggled with this too. I've this this guy. You could tell he was in the he was in the dumps, right? Like he was on the ropes. He was he was really really struggling. And my boss is sitting here, and he's talking to this guy, and he's talking about, well, you know what? Jesus will forgive you. He can he can help you get out of this. And there was this amazing moment, not because I personally just I you know I saved this guy. I played this amazing role, but. I got to be there for another person when they were really struggling with their life. And I got to, in some small way, be a part of God's plan to to redeem him and to watch him get out of this. And that was such a an amazing moment. And it, was, and it was honestly a very pivotal moment in me trying to rebuild my relationship with Jesus because I— the you know, though my boss was ministering to this guy, like, it was right. very powerful— right. And it had an effect on me because, like, oh my gosh, I, I struggle with a lot of things too, and I, I need to pursue Jesus. And I like watching this play out in front of me. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is something that I really need in my life. Right. And it was a really, it was just a really beautiful moment because I got to, we got to be there for this coworker. We ended up getting a lot closer after that, but we got to, we got to help him through some really crazy struggles. And that was All right. So, so it's it's not only what you can do directly but it's walking alongside of those who are also ministering and being able to not only be a part of that but learn from the experience absolutely yeah absolutely right um i wanted to um uh, just take the opportunity jacob to say you know it's great that as a college senior that you are intentionally trying to allow God to use your life to impact others. And um, mm. I really appreciate that. Mm. And, uh, you know, just want to affirm that in you and say, may God bless you and 
and continue to use you and increase the opportunities that God gives you as a student, as a worker, um, on the construction side or at Chick-fil-A or whatever it is. It, it's not that you have to be in what many people call full-time ministry because in in the real sense, we're all in full-time ministry, no matter what it is we do. Jacob, um, mm. if you had 60 seconds to tell the people who are listening uh, what you would recommend to them that they do in order to be Jesus' hands and feet, what would you say? Um, I would like to say that the world is watching and listening a lot more than we think. Okay. And I believe as believers, like we've talked about, it can often be really discouraging trying to share the gospel, trying to minister to people, and we don't see the fruits. Or we'll see, we'll get to try to influence someone, and we'll see them living the same way. We don't see their life changing. We don't see them pursuing Jesus. And that can be really discouraging. But the Lord is working in them, and the Lord is watching. And for everyone out there, I would like to encourage you that when God is using you for his purposes, he is going to finish the deal. And whether or not you see the full fruits of that, God is working so much more than we can possibly imagine in all these people's lives. Jacob Stevens, thank you so much for being with us and sharing your story. Jesus defines discipleship as come and follow me. Next Monday at 5.30 p.m. on Faith Talk 1360, we'll hear another testimonial from a leader demonstrating how they and the people of the church are sacrificially loving the needy and beginning to see real change in their communities. If you have a personal example of how you are being the hands and feet of Jesus with your neighbors, we'd love to hear from you. Enter your story at harvestfoundation.org. That's harvestfoundation.org on the Contact Us tab. You can also subscribe to the podcast on The Kingdom and Its Stories on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.